Hello, I'm Elisa. Justine's not here again today. And we are the Murder Sisters. Justine had some like work event that she had to do. So she's kind of um, handling that right now. So this is hopefully going to be the last episode that I record by myself because I know it's not as fun just listening to me talk to me. Um, anyway, so this is episode 38 and this week's episode is actually a listener suggestion. So this is, um, a case that, uh, Jordan, so thank you to Jordan. Jordan wrote in and suggested to us a couple weeks ago We love hearing from listeners, so if you ever want to make a suggestion or just write into us, then please do so at murdersisterspod at gmail.com. Also, please follow us on Instagram at murdersisterspod. Before we get into this case, I do want to put out a big disclaimer, which we don't typically do, but this one is especially gruesome and can be very triggering for some people. I will say that this case does involve filicide and filicide is the murder of a child at the hands of their parent. And in this case, it is the murder of a 28 day old infant. And the details of the case are very hard to stomach. So if you feel like this might be triggering or too hard for you to handle, then please skip this episode um, and tune in to us next time. Now, let's get into the case. So this episode, we will be, we, I will be covering (laughs) the case of China Arnold, who was born on March 29th, 1980 in Dayton, Ohio. She was 25 at the time of the crime, and she was attending Sinclair Community College to become a counselor. Um, China had committed filicide against her 28-day-old baby girl named Paris Talley who she shared with her boyfriend, Terrell Talley. And I will say that not much information could be found about China aside from two previous arrests, the first being in 2000 for abduction and the other in 2002 for forgery. Not a whole lot of information even regarding those arrests. So like, there wasn't a whole lot of background info on her. So on the night of August 29th, 2005... Terrell's sister, Leandra, had offered to watch baby Paris and her three brothers at the couple's Dayton, Ohio apartment for the night so that China and Terrell could kind of get out, have some alone time, kind of hang out without a bunch of kids and the baby. So after Terrell's sister came over to the apartment that China and Terrell shared, the couple went to the store purchased a bottle of Bacardi 151 and took it to a local park to drink. After consuming a large amount of alcohol, China and Terrell started arguing about the paternity of Paris and Terrell started accusing China of having an affair. And he basically, he said he didn't think that baby Paris was his daughter. So as you can imagine, the night quickly turned very negative um and after hanging out at the park for about two hours and drinking that bottle of Bacardi 151 the couple decided to return home to their apartment where the fighting continued Terrell had admitted to slapping China in the parking lot of their apartment complex and he said that China had bit him on the lip so 
you know, they were they were arguing very badly over this whole paternity thing. So after the altercation got physical, China went to the couple's apartment where the kids were at and Terrell went to a place that he called the spot, which was an apartment where he had sold drugs out of. Now, I believe that apartment was in the same complex that their apartment was located in. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I, I believe that's the case. So he didn't go very far. And when Terrell returned home later that night, he said that he found China asleep on the couch and Paris was asleep in her car seat next to another couch located in the couple's living room. There also was mention of Paris being asleep on the other couch. So she was either asleep on the other couch or in a car seat next to the other couch. So those are just little details, I guess. Terrell said that he went to bed with China on the couch. And when he woke up the following morning, he noticed that Paris was cold and stiff, which is when they decided that it would be time to take her to the local children's medical center. Once at the hospital, doctors did attempt to revive baby Paris for about 15 minutes. When they brought her in, the hospital staff said that her temperature was about 95 degrees. She wasn't breathing. Her blood pressure did not register and she had no pulse. So doctors quickly realized that there was nothing that they could do to save baby Paris. She was clearly deceased and she also had burns to part of her body. So two hospital employees who were present at the time that China and Terrell had brought baby Paris into the children's medical center had testified against China and had said that China was very visibly upset and crying. However, they also stated that China was shocked when doctors told her about the burns on the baby's body. Um, According to the trauma program manager, Lisa Schwing, China got visibly upset when she was told about Paris being burned. And Lisa testified that China said something to the effect of, what do you mean? My baby is burned? Like she was totally confused and like didn't understand and, you know, didn't really realize that Paris had burns all over her. But the one of the trauma nurses by the name of Donna Riker, who also testified against China, said that the burns were very obvious. Like it was very obvious that the baby had burns on her. They were also on her face. So even if her clothing was covering the burns on her body, the burns on her face were very visible. Doctors and nurses also were perplexed by the actual burns themselves because they were not consistent with typical burns that they see from like a hot liquid or an open flame or even like an electrical burn. And they couldn't figure out what could have caused burns like the ones that they were seeing on Paris's body. Apparently Paris had burns on the front of her body in different spots, but no burns to the back of her body. And the burn pattern was, it was really odd and confusing to them because they hadn't seen anything like that. Another thing that doctors and nurses had noticed noted was that Paris was dressed in what they described as a clean nightgown when she was brought in with the burns that Paris had on her body. They said they expected to see skin and leakage on the gown, which I'm sorry for 
that's very um, graphic, but that's just what they said they expected to see, but they didn't see anything like that on the gown. So that suggested to them that she was dressed right before coming to the hospital. And if that was the case, then China definitely would have seen the burns on Paris's body. And she also would have known that her daughter was deceased. So when hospital staff started asking China to kind of walk them through what had led up to them bringing Paris into the hospital, China told them that she had arrived home around 2 a.m., at which time she made an attempt to feed baby Paris without success. She tried to feed her a bottle that she had said she warmed up in the microwave and that Paris wouldn't take it. So she then held Paris in her arms and placed her in her bassinet, which was upstairs, with a fan facing Paris. She said that she noticed the following morning that Paris wasn't, quote-unquote, acting right. So after putting her three other children onto their school bus, she called for Terrell, and they headed to the hospital with Paris. Now, this was China's first account of the events. The second version that China gave was to the police while being questioned after her daughter's death. China told police that she got home around 9.30 or 10 p.m. that night, not 2 a.m. like she had told hospital staff. She told police that she was lying on the couch with baby Paris on her chest and they slept like that until baby Paris started to cry around 2.30 a.m., which woke China up. China then made Paris a bottle by heating it up in the microwave. She then changed her diaper and then laid back down with baby Paris on her chest. According to China, she slept on the couch until the morning when she awoke to Terrell sleeping with her on that couch. And Paris, she said, was no longer on her chest. So China said that when she woke up, she did not know where Paris was, but she had assumed that because Terrell was sleeping on the couch with her, that he had taken Paris upstairs and placed her in her bassinet. Um, So, so far, those are two different versions of the story. And then things started cracking, like the story started having more cracks when police brought China in for questioning a third time. And the third time they brought her in, they had more information that they had kind of gathered from other witnesses. Apparently China's neighbors had said that they had seen China on her front porch around 4 a.m. the morning that Paris died. And they also received information from different witnesses regarding the fact that the couple had been fighting that night over the paternity of Paris. So that was information that Paris didn't or China did not provide to police initially and when she was confronted with this information China denied it she denied it denied it denied it and then eventually she said yeah we were arguing about the paternity of Paris and yes I was on the porch around 4 a.m. but it was because I was waiting for Terrell to return because he had taken Paris with him so this is very different from the other two versions that she told And when they asked if Paris had burns on her when Terrell had returned home with her, China refused to answer that question, which is super odd. Terrell's story of events were 
pretty straightforward. I don't know how many times they questioned him or how detailed they got with him. But he said that he arrived back home around 3 or 4 a.m. and went to sleep on the couch with China. When he woke up in the morning, he realized that Paris was lying face down on the other couch and that she was deceased. And that's at the time that they decided to bring her to the children's hospital. So his events were different than, you know, the other two versions that China told. After the third round of questioning, they released Terrell but they arrested China for endangerment, child endangerment, because they suspected that she was the only adult home at the time of Paris's death, but they had to release her a few days later due to a lack of evidence. So now let's get into the autopsy and the details regarding the cause of death. So Russell Updegrove, who was the Montgomery County Coroner's Office pathologist who performed the autopsy on Paris Tally, determined that Paris's internal temperature reached between 107 and 108 degrees Fahrenheit and that she was most likely exposed to some sort of heat source for a minimum of two minutes. And the reason he reached those conclusions as because of the the internal um, autopsy, the damage that was done to her internal organs. So he ruled her cause of death as hypothermia, um, and it was hypothermia due to heat exposure, and the manner of death was listed as homicide. So Updegrove also said that Paris's thermal burns were not consistent with fire, electrical shock, hot water, an iron, chemicals, or a heating pad. But that he initially, like after looking at it and doing the autopsy, he he wasn't sure what the murder weapon was. So he um, worked with police and had them go into the apartment, the couple's apartment, and try to look for anything that they could have found that could have possibly caused burn patterns that they were seeing on Paris's body, but they couldn't find anything. They couldn't locate anything that could have possibly done that, at least in their minds. And something to know, I don't, it's kind of debated and there was no proof about when the baby was bathed, but police did find a plastic like bathtub that they said had skin particles in it. So if that is the case, then that would also possibly mean that Paris was bathed after she was burned. And that's why the skin was seen in in the bathwater that was left um, in the bathtub. And that would also make sense if she was bathed after and then dressed in a clean outfit, why they didn't see the skin on her clean nightgown. Um, so that was just something that they noted, police noted when they were doing the search of the house. So according to Updegrove, it took him a while to even consider that Paris um, may have died from being placed in a microwave because he said he didn't allow his mind to go there. He said it was so heinous to think of that, that it couldn't con- he couldn't convince himself that it was ac- an actual possibility but after kind of 
you know, having the police search the house and not finding any other possible murder weapon. And after going through what could have possibly caused the burns, he came up with the theory of the microwave. And he only began to seriously consider that theory as a murder weapon after learning about a study that had been done on, and I'm so sorry to even bring this up, uh, trigger warning, animal stuff. Um, he learned about a study that had been done on pigs that were roughly the same size as a small baby. And it was through that study that he learned that it took roughly two minutes for internal temperatures to reach a high enough degree to cook cook something or someone from the inside. So, and that's kind of what he saw in the autopsy of Paris. So Updegrove also learned of one other case where a mother was convicted of killing her newborn baby by placing him in the microwave after she had suffered a blackout following an epileptic seizure. And that case, the apparently the burn patterns that were seen on that baby boy were very similar to the ones seen on Paris and they were similar enough that he was more convinced that she had been that Paris had been microwaved so after making his determination police returned to the couple's apartment on May 18th 2006 to collect that microwave so China and Terrell no longer actually lived in the apartment, but the microwave was apparently the same one that was in the apartment the night that Paris died on August 30th, 2005. So after collecting the microwave and sending it off to be analyzed by the Miami Valley Crime Lab, it was determined that a very small amount of Paris's DNA was located on the top of the inside of the microwave. So Updegrove then decided to perform a test to see if Paris could even fit inside the microwave. And according to him, she definitely would have been able to fit inside of it. He also determined that the burn patterns were consistent with the heating components that were located inside the microwave as well. And that Paris was most likely placed inside the microwave on her back. And in addition to all of this, Updegrove determined that the time of death would have been no earlier than 1 a.m. and no later than 3 a.m. on August 30th, 2005. So China was arrested for the murder of Paris on November 27th, 2006, and she was charged for aggravated murder in December of 2006 because it was determined that the evidence was strong enough to show that China was the only one at home at the time of Paris's death, aside from... China's three other children and therefore she was the only possible person that could have killed her. China went through a total of three trials in connection to the case. Um, each trial had the death penalty as a potential outcome and the trial information was confusing, but I'm just going to kind of give you um, a brief rundown of what I was able to find regarding those trials so her first trial ended with a mistrial in February 2008, and it ended in a mistrial because China's five-year-old nephew was accused of placing Paris into the microwave by Terrell's eight-year-old son. And according to Terrell's son, he said that he had seen the five-year-old place the baby into the microwave and turn it on. 
There were also two other witnesses that said the five-year-old told them that he had put Paris into the microwave, but those two other witnesses were not allowed to take the stand. So I'm. this to me was a little confusing because from everything that I found, the only children that were present that night were China's three boys and Paris. So I don't know if the nephew, if the if China's nephew and Terrell's eight-year-old son had been over while the babysitter was there, I that information was not totally clear to me. So I apologize for that. Um, but the first trial, like I said, ended in a mistrial due to that information being presented and it kind of muddied the water of the case. So the second trial, which ended in September 2008, ended in a guilty verdict, but the jurors deadlocked when it came to the death penalty sentence. So Montgomery County Common Pleas Judge Mary Wiseman made the determination to sentence China to life in prison. However, that was overturned in November of 2010 on appeal due to the fact that those two witnesses from the first trial were not allowed to testify. So after the life in prison sentence was overturned, China's final trial came to an end in May of 2011, where she was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. So I hope I got all of that right. Um, There was a lot more hearsay that came out during the case, including from a woman that supposedly started a relationship with China while she was in prison. And according to this inmate, China Arnold had confessed um, to placing Paris in the microwave because she apparently was afraid that if Terrell had done a paternity test that he would see that Paris wasn't his daughter and that he would leave her. However, it was determined that Terrell was Paris's father. So um, there was also information that came out regarding Terrell sleeping with a neighbor and China finding out about it and that China had killed baby Paris to get back at Terrell for cheating so I don't put much stock in either of those theories. I don't, you know, I don't really know. It's to me just hearsay. And, uh, you know, I, this case was really difficult for a lot of reasons. I don't really know if China was the one that killed baby Paris. I don't feel like the police focused much on anybody else in regards to this um, case or like gave anybody else really any, um, focus and aside from China. So I don't know how, how um, deep the investigation went. I think that the police just focused so hard on China from the get go because of the stories, the different changes in the stories that she had told. But in my opinion, I think that she was so intoxicated that she didn't actually remember what happened. So that's why her story had changed. Um, Either way, this case was absolutely horrible and it was really difficult to research and, you know, think about. Um, But I do want to thank Jordan for writing in and uh, making that suggestion. I'm curious to know what, Jordan, what your thoughts are on this case. Um, Do you think China did it? Do you think that they didn't focus enough on other possibilities Um, And if any other listeners want to write in and let us know what your suggestions are um, regarding this case, that would be awesome because I would love to hear it because I'm not really sure. Either way, 
this is horrible, a horrific case. And I, my heart breaks for that baby. I can't even imagine like how horrible that it's, it's just hard to even like let my mind go there. Um, but I want to thank you guys for listening. And again, sorry, it's just me this week. (laughs) Um, hopefully Justine will be able to record, um, our next episode. So thank you guys for listening and yeah, have a nice one. Bye.